what is going on? Questioning marks, it's elimination chamber day, baby. What is good? Questioning marks. So we have a really, really jam-packed episode today, guys. We got elimination chamber stuff going on. We have impact news to talk about. We have AEW to run down as usual. We got the take-home shows for SmackDown and Raw. It's ready to get shit popping, baby. So once again, I'm joined with my fellow co-host, Adam and Jared. What's going on, guys? What's up, questioning marks? Another great week and uh, Elimination Chamber Sunday. No better day than a WWE pay-per-view. Yeah, baby. We are going to be watching live together tonight as just chilling virtually during this pandemic X shit going on. But, uh, you know, we are definitely excited and marking out. We have a lot of stuff that we've marked out uh, for during this week in regards to some of the different promotions we're going to talk about. I think we're going to start off this week doing a little impact talk because we have some more New Japan impact kind of uh, cross promotional wrestling going on with the, uh, I believe it was the debut of Thin Juice up in Impact, so I think our boy Adam and uh, is going to take it away right now regarding Impact Wrestling. So let's hear it, my man. Actually, I think Jared's going to kick us off, and then I, I've got some stuff to say about it too because I really want to hear his thoughts about not only Finn Juice but the, the entire uh, show. I think it was actually a really uh, rare to say, but really an awesome episode of Impact. It, it was a very good episode. <laughs> Obviously, right. there was some. Uh, there was some there, there was some stupid stuff that they uh, they do with their with, with their normal guys, but anyway, um, I'll tell you this uh, this partnership they have is definitely I know we spoke about this is definitely beneficial for Impact and Finjuice. I mean, this guy this guy Juice Robinson he really has the look. He is good in the ring. Finlay, who is Fit Finley's son, also good in the ring. Uh, these guys have our accomplished tag team champions in uh, in NJPW, and it's. I, I think they're just going to boast, you know, boost the ratings, and it's very beneficial for Impact, which has, you know, as you guys know, it's been unwatchable, you know, ninety five percent of the time, um, before Omega and 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 the Good Bros and some of the WWE guys came, it was unwatchable hundred percent of the time. So uh, <laughs> I think this excess of ta- I think this excess of talent and you know starting to book these guys properly and correctly I think is uh, a great thing. Um, obviously, their impact is setting up for the Good Brothers versus uh, Finn Juice, which is going to be great. Which is, has some uh, New Japan uh, nostalgia. Um, I'm sure Matt is is marking out and <laughs> listen. It's just it's it's exciting times for uh, pro wrestling because. It's not only WWE. We have things to watch Monday. We have things to watch Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, it's just it's, it's, <laughs> it's endless now. Every and night. every night, I mean, it's just it's absolutely a great thing, in my opinion. And I think the competition is what makes anyone thrive. Yeah, man. I, I definitely want to build I off just of have to uh, add the about uh, this this angle. Oh, okay. Oh. No, go ahead, my man. No, go go ahead, Matt. All right, I just wanted to add so that one Juice thing Robinson real quick, talk- um, and you could. <laughs> what is going on here? 
Well, I'm not too sure what's going on. Adam's face is frozen on our mic right now, but I am just going to discuss uh, what was going on about Juice Robinson and talking, just building off of Jared, man. Juice Robinson was someone who, uh, when I started watching New Japan around like two, three years ago, maybe four years ago, uh, seeing him in uh, the limelight there and regards to his him being one of the only americans i guess uh wrestling in new japan so instantly you know as a new watcher i'm i'm getting you know you know i'm like oh cool you know another american guy that's you know wrestling probably would come to the states maybe maybe came from the states but uh boy man was i very impressed with his wrestling i was very impressed with the way the crowd reacted uh along with him even in japan uh, so to see him now, uh, you know, I've, I've seen him come over to ring of honor a bunch of times, uh, and he was definitely somebody who, uh, enamored the crowd, man. And it's cool to see him now, uh, running with, uh, David Finlay, who's also, uh, I have to say a very good wrestler. He was somebody who, when I first started watching new Japan, I wasn't too into his look. I wasn't too into the gimmicks, but man, he, he could definitely move in the ring too. So, uh, seeing, them come over Matt, to you know Impact what I find now, funny? and you know who knows what's going to happen with them in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I find funny that. Uh, what do you find funny, my man? Not just you or me or Adam. I I find that people are in New Japan for the guys they know from America, and it's just I don't know if anyone cares about these the Japanese guys to be honest with you. But wh- whatever it takes to get Impact and AEW over the hump, I'm I'm all for. I mean, you're going to start caring about it because when you start seeing the type of wrestling, like like if you haven't still watched New Japan yet, anybody out there who's just basing it off of like maybe the Kenta match they recently saw or, or, or anything like that, um, once you start seeing these major names starting to come over, like I think I tweeted uh, a few, you know, like last week about Okada, you know, rumored coming to impact an AEW to wrestle and I think he's the best wrestler in the world right now, besides like Will Ospreay and a few other guys that are in New Japan. But uh, when you see him put on a match, and besides with... Goldberg, <laughs> oh fuck! But um, either you know, it just it's just somebody who you're gonna see when when he's in the ring, how much better he is than almost all the talent that's out there, and. You know, once once you start seeing that come over into the states, I think that will automatically have people starting to want to watch. You know, New Japan Strong and get into maybe New Japan World and and pay the eight dollars a month to uh, get their entire catalog. And and they have wrestling on all the time. When 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 Jared's talking about like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like New Japan pumps out content like that on the reg, so it's almost too much to keep up with. So. And and Adam, you were going to uh, say something, I think, right uh, after I was uh, done talking here. Yeah, I, I um, thank you. I, I just one thing I wanted to bring up uh, when Jared was talking about the the debut of Finjuice and Impact is obviously you know the Good Brothers came out and there was this kind of mockery, kind of joking back and forth about. Um, they're, you know, them over drinking and that kind of being part of their whole, their whole gimmick as, as a tag team. I thought it was kind of funny and also probably pretty apt because it's something that's, that, that we've talked about certainly on the show and something I think fans have been thinking about with the good brothers. So it, it is kind of humorous that they brought it up because in my opinion, I think that they've, 
made their whole lackadaisical style a little over the top where, and, and I've mentioned this particularly to you, Matt, a couple of times. When I look at a guy like Gallows, I'm like, here's this big, tough guy tatted up. And he's just a jokester. He comes in, you know, with, the, you know, joking with the, you know, playing with the belt, you know, all the sexual overtones. And, you know, it's kind of funny the first couple of times. And then you realize, like, you know, these are guys that could actually go in the ring, could have really great matches. And so I was kind of, I, I thought it was humorous that they, that, that uh, Finjuice kind of brought that up when they were offering, uh, when the Good Brothers had offered them a drink. Yeah, I mean, that, 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 that is, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely good for the gimmick. It's definitely good for uh i think that type of storyline um whatever happened with private party and getting a title shot did that already happen or are they just not uh wrestling anymore in impact does anybody know no th- they are uh they're still going to get their title shot but uh it's clear the good brothers are going to beat them and just touching on what adam said the I loved how they talked about the old days in New Japan, and they each talked about their accomplishments a little bit. And you could just see that it's gonna it's gonna set up for a uh, you know for a feud between the two. My question is: Is Tony Khan gonna let a New Japan team win his belts? Absolutely, I think. Not Tony uh, Khan. Uh, sorry, is TNA gonna let? Is Impact yeah. gonna you know let them? Yeah, I, I I think it's good for each promotion to let to- you know each other hold uh, a belt or two here and there. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think it hurts anything. Well, I think it just expands uh, them as like you know as a as as these cross promotions. You know. Yeah, and you know it's funny I say that. You know, is Tony Khan going to let them hold a belt, or is Impact going to let them hold a belt? Um, I don't know if you guys heard about Sammy Guevara, but he pitched an idea to impact where he wins the X division title and he holds it for a long time uh, and brings it to, you know, AEW until somebody really good could, could beat him and they, and they shot it down. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that, that's pretty unfortunate, but uh, you know, I, I know that Adam is high on uh, the current X division champion over there, but uh, there's there's just definitely a lot of positive that could come with like AEW uh, having a belt of theirs, you know, in New Japan. First of all, you know, just like you say, WWE is 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 the king. You know, AEW has nothing on New Japan. You know, in regards to history, in regards to accolades, in regards to viewership. Um, you know, New Japan itself is its own entity that's right underneath WWE, in my opinion. If not, they're they're in the same like galaxy in my mind, but they're just not. You know, obviously WWE. I I guess being an American, a little more egocentric towards you know those values. Um, you know, New Japan unfortunately is not as global, I guess, as WWE is because you could say. I guess I guess to know, the people in New Japan, I guess to the people in Japan, it's on the same stratosphere or galaxy as I WWE guess. I mean, would but be. like you're right, like, but it's not know, as global. Yeah, like you know, you say The Rock, you know, everybody around the world knows his name, but you say uh, you know Okada, Okada. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to know that. And but I think um, either way, you know, having, you know, who, who, who knows how many people in Japan even watch AEW or even know, you know, what, you know what that is. So well, bringing the belt over there you, is, will be Let me smart, ask you a I question. Think. Did, did everybody know who the rock was before he became this big movie star? I don't, I, I want to say during the attitude era. And like, I think, I think Japanese culture follows, you know, American WWE, WWF wrestling pretty closely. I want to say. 
just just because I believe the WWE broadcast globally, you know, I think uh, you know, considering all the um, you know, all the commentators they have and and things like that, you know, Japanese commentators, this commentator, that commentator. So, uh, I think just off the bat, I do think that before Rock was a major movie star, uh, that 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 he was a global icon uh, during that Attitude Era. And you got to remember something: a lot of the guys who wrestle in these other promotions uh they have a lot of they have history in the wwe yeah for sure i mean just like you know like uh even juice robinson had a really quick stint with uh nxt you know it's like these guys dip in dip out um uh so it's 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 uh interesting definitely to see uh you know that you know like just like you said their history you know juice robinson wrestled in ring of honor for quite a while and uh you know, they had the cross promotional thing going on there and, and you'll see a lot of these guys pop in and out, especially when it comes to these, uh, promotions, unlike WWE, you know, these promotions allow guys to go wrestle. For instance, John Moxley, uh, just wrestled, uh, I believe on, I think it was GCW last night or a few nights ago against, oh, uh, Davey sport, Boy that Smith. Bl- that yeah. blood sport. Yeah. 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 Josh Barnett's uh, blood sport five. I think I assume and, uh, Moxley won. Yeah, it was actually a really brutal match from uh, you know, what I saw and uh a lot of blood, a lot of a lot of things like that and you know, he's coming back at at uh, number 6, you know, he'll be there in April, I think mid-April, you know, Moxley will be wrestling for GCW again. So that's the difference, man. You don't see uh the top-tier wrestler in WWE going off to GCW or CCW or where you know whatever W uh you want to go to. Uh, and that's the difference that you get with WWE and between WWE and impact and AEW. you know, these wrestlers can travel around. They, you know, they do their thing just like in uh, new Japan. Now, man, Leo rush, uh, is, was on new Japan strong recently, uh, against El Fantasmo. amazing matches. Uh, you know, and I think even new Japan is, is back in talks with getting, uh, AXS back on board in regards to broadcasting, uh, new Japan strong. So. There's a uh, there's a lot of shit going on, man. For sure. Yeah, just just one more thing to close out on 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 this uh, conversation about impact. Just because Jared brought up the whole creative dispute with Guevara um, and and the you know with the ex running with the uh, the X division belt. I just want to give one plug for the for the marks out there. If you if you are watching um, Impact on a regular basis, definitely be on the lookout for guys like Trey Miguel and guys like TJP. I, I know that some, you know, we've, we've had conversations here <laughs> about some of these retread guys from WWE, but I got to say the opening match uh, from this past week's impact with uh, TJP and Josh Alexander. I don't know if it was, you know, all of the submission holds in the back and forth in the match itself or the hype from uh, fellow marks like, uh, like Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown on commentary, who I just got to say, I think are doing an amazing job so far and, and definitely an upgrade from the last commentary team. You know, no, no disrespect, j- just saying, uh, but I, they've definitely added to the excitement element of the matches. And I thought that was a great match. I think that, uh, you know, Trey Miguel was involved in a fatal four way uh, with guys like suicide and Davari. So there are some up and coming talent that I'm really excited to see how this plays out with all the cross promotional work uh, through the X division. So definitely be on the lookout uh, to see those guys progress in their careers. I'll be honest. Those guys aren't going to do it for me. Uh, 
you know what you know those guys aren't going to make me want to watch a, another program but i will say this you know this guy, juice robinson finlay the good brothers omega moxley those are the guys i want to see jump you know those are the type of guys i want to see jump between uh promotions yeah i mean uh i it's 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 going to be pretty cool man and like what would even be like funnier, I guess, in, in the uh, not not even funnier, but I guess interesting would be like to see a, a New Japan guy hold like an Impact belt, and then another New Japan guy hold like an AEW belt, <laughs> and then like them feuding, and then somebody yeah, holding uh, two see, promotions well, belts at one time. <laughs> that that that's why I said before. Right, that's why I said before. Um, and I don't know if Tony Khan or Impact. If they're gonna right away let uh, an outsider hold one of their titles, I, I just I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I mean it'll 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 definitely be interesting. Uh, but bringing us from Impact, we can now uh, I think begin discussing some AEW notes here in regards to what went down this week. We had a, a pretty jam packed episode of AEW Dynamite this week. Uh, there was definitely a lot going on. We started off the show. Uh, with Hangman and Hangman and Hardy. Yep, there you go, Hangman and Hardy. So, uh, it it was, I think, an entertaining match to uh, say the least. I really love what the storyline is bringing. Uh, I thought it was really dumb at first, but I thought it was awesome. Uh, you know, even when uh, Hangman and Matt Hardy had that promo in the bar, I I even missed the 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 part where Hangman switched the uh, contract out because I was probably either looking at my phone or doing something you know something else and uh knowing that uh you know the contract was switched between money matt hardy and uh hangman page brings on another layer to this storyline that i thought was great but i also just thought the match itself was uh very entertaining see matt and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna do a a 180 on you here um i was i was loving the angle up until wednesday and the match, the match was fine. It is what it is. Um, I just think the, the, this is how they're going to end it—a uh, a, a money for like a purse for purse match. Um, I, I just, I think it's horrible. And I thought, I think Matt Hardy's horrible now. And I just think, you know, it, it's a matter of time before Private Party ditches him. And I don't know. I think I, they have Hangman stuck in like a mid card role, even. If it's even if it's that, I don't even know if it's that. And he's one of the best wrestlers and one of the best personalities they have. And I think they're wasting him with this bullshit. And is he going to join the Dark Order or not? I mean, that's it's become a little bit of a joke now. Um, I don't know. I just think it's a big waste of uh, one of their best talents. And I think he should be in a t- in a heavyweight title picture, not some bullshit storyline. Um, I, I I think he will be pushed into the you know a main you know uh, title shot at some point. I just think like right now he's he's he just elevates any like any story he's kind of part of. So I kind of don't mind him uh you know kind of building his uh legend as we speak of of uh, Hangman Page and AEW right now being uh you know he's enamored by so many people in regards to the dark order, Matt Hardy, you know, it's, it's like everybody wants him and he's, it's like building this, this uh, great legend to hopefully uh, that will culminate in some way that us fans will appreciate, you know? And he, and he's no longer the oblivious drunk. He now got one over on money, Matt Hardy. So uh, it shows that you can recover from, 
alcoholism and get paid. (laughs) (laughs) Functional alcoholism is a real thing, folks. No, I'm joking. But it's it's a uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great angle. I'm looking forward to seeing where it's you know going from here. Uh, And uh, you know, there's definitely the arguments out there that Paige should 100% be you know going further than this. So I definitely agree with what Jared is saying. Like I could see why um, people also wouldn't like this angle because some people, you know, like, and I do agree. He's got the talent to be, you know, a world champion for sure. And he's got the look and he's got the skills. So uh, there's absolutely no reason why he shouldn't be. So I guess we'll see what happens. And I uh, uh, I believe uh, this brings us to what I thought was another Great match in my mind. I'm sure some people may uh, have a different opinion here, but Serena Deeb versus uh, Riho, I thought was uh, an amazing, amazing match. I thought uh, Riho's return, all, 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 although, you know, some people will say again that it's not believable that she could beat somebody like Nia Jax or anything like that. I don't think it takes away uh, from her in ring skills. Um, Serena Deeb uh, being the pretty much, you know, the veteran that she is in the ring. I feel like brings a lot of uh, good qualities to AEW in regards to having someone like that in the locker room for the up and coming women that are wrestling. Uh, I think the women's division is getting significantly better from where it once started, which was absolute shit at one point. So uh, I'd like to see more wrestling like this. It was a nice long match. There was back and forth. Uh, there was, you know, I, I remember seeing Riho you know, delivering a, a nice big snapdragon suplex uh, during the match. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, you know, a type of match that I would see on a pay-per-view. Uh, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Yeah. yeah I, 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 go ahead. I, I, uh, I'm going to have to do the 180 on you again, Matt. I thought I, I think nobody cares. And the AEW women's division, they don't come, they don't have storylines to, to a lot of their matches. Um, there's no, there's very little, um, you know, microphone work besides like Britt Baker and, you know, Jade Cargill beside, you know, they just, it's just, to me, it's a lot of nothing. And I don't know. So it's just, to me, Impact has a better women's division than AEW, and it's a big fast-forward fest to me. Even in even in Impact, I don't think it's very good. Um, I just think WWE women's division is hands down by far on their own galaxy, and I don't think anyone could ever come close or near what they have. And but that's taken it's taken years for that too. But I don't know. I think AEW women's division is is horrible, and I don't think it's gotten any better. And because I just feel like. None of these women have have character to them. I don't know. I think uh, Ty Conti, like another like really, really, really good wrestler. Uh, you know, I, I the the division itself, I think, is is uh, shaping up to be uh, something good. And I think it's starting with this tournament. I I definitely agree that up until this point, it was it was trash. But um, I have to say, uh, after that match that I saw with uh, Riho and Serena Deeb and then Ty Conti had a grand, another great match last week. It's, it's been pretty consistent. I want to say for the past, like, you know, three or four weeks, the whatever women's matches I'm, I'm watching, uh, they're not bore fest or, or botch fest. Like I've been seeing in the past. So, yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. It, 
to me, I've fast forwarded through ninety nine percent of AEW's women's matches, and and maybe the that's why. That the fact that they're airing this tournament uh, on on YouTube at seven o'clock on Monday night is a horrible idea. So, just my opinion. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Adam, did you get a chance to uh, be able to uh, take in this match as well when we were watching it? Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, one thing I will say. You're right that you know you you said that it was a pretty long match and and in, in, in a good way. I think that. Um, it's you know women have so often been cast aside on the program not not just in AEW we're talking about in wrestling in general and obviously that has since changed in recent years so the fact that they were able to work a pretty long match on on the card was was interesting um and on on the Japanese side of the bracket it is again an educational opportunity for for US fans to learn about some of the the Japanese female talent um Again, there's the, the the challenge of people's time commitment and like how are they you know really going to get engaged with with these new wrestlers they've never heard of before. But I will say one thing is that if you look on the Japanese side of the bracket, there were a couple of wrestlers there who did compete in some of the uh, AW pre-shows. And, and what I mean by that is you know everything post All In uh, from 2018 up until Dynamite aired. In uh, in October of 2019, you had some pay-per-views where um, some of some of the girls like Aja Kong, um, who isn't a girl. I mean that she is like a monster. And the the <laughs> uh, the time that that uh, she came face to face with Awesome Kong, I thought that that would have been an uh, that would have been an awesome program to have the two Kongs battle it out. So I mean. I would be, I would have like a Royal Rumble style reaction if somebody like her came back into the fold. Um, and who knows, maybe there'll be some sort of a surprise down the road. I think that that that, that would be desperately needed because, again, people are not going to know so much about this Japanese talent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I definitely agree with what you're saying there regarding this uh, women's division and the Japanese talent that, uh, you know, AW is definitely bringing forth into their uh, spotlight, man. So. Spot on there, I think. They need American talent, not Japanese talent. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree in terms of like breaking into the states, but um, as a New Japan fan, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I just want to see good wrestling, and uh, I think that's I mean, uh, a lot just, of what the AW my thing fans on want the to Japanese see too. wrestlers. My thing on the Japanese wrestlers is it takes them significantly longer to become to grow popularity here than an english speaking wrestler and just look at asuka i mean i remember i hated her at first and i i think her character is great now and she's a hall of famer but it took me for it, it, it she absolutely is one of the best women's wrestlers of all time and it just took so so long and even like shinsuke nakamura now he's grown on me a little his 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 history of what he did in Japan and you know, his career, he's, he's made himself here. I mean, I can appreciate that. I don't love his character and it's not believable. He could beat some of the big guys here, but in Japan it was, and I can appreciate that, but it just took me so long to, to like them. And I think a lot of people are like that too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely has something to do with, uh, you know, uh, it was, you know, it definitely has something to do with just the American egocentrism of just, you know, we want to see what we want to see type thing. And, you know, sometimes, uh, 
you know, it takes breaking out of, uh, you know, your comfort zone to experience some things and not to say that it works and, and not to say that it, uh, will work, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, what's going on. But, uh, I think we have uh, a little bit of a time check here cause we have so much going on in regards to, uh, you know, AEW I, and stuff like that. Matty, so I just, Matt, yep. before we, uh, before we jump into, uh, the, the, the main event, uh, I just wanted to mention real quick, because uh, mm-hmm. I know we love talking about this, uh, another horrible Sting uh, promo where yes. he doesn't say a yes. word. Uh, I mean, like, what the like, what is going on here? Like, what he, is he, going on Yeah, here, he took, he, he finally took his first, like, huge bump, I think, since, like, 2015. And, uh, and let I don't me tell know you, about that you, was but I was like, holy bump. shit. That was yeah, some that was a hard powerbomb. Cage and, fucking delivered a massive powerbomb to this guy, and then I was just like, I'll oh, just say... He, he may be dead now. Taz, Taz is great is great for for that whole FTW crew, and he's just great on the mic still. And and one more thing before we also get to the main event, um, why am I watching uh, Luther uh, on AEW every week? What, like, yeah, why? I mean, I, I think it it has something to do with. I think Jericho and him have a background of being like close friends outside of the you know yep. wrestling world. I don't think anybody cares. It's it's another. No, it's I'm another just saying that's why they probably push him onto the front. That's probably he probably goes it's, to Tony yep, Khan says get Luther on but the main it, card. But you know something? That's such bullshit because you know, like like Santana and Ortiz said, this is the first time they're getting a title shot. There are so many like there are so many people and teams that deserve airtime, let alone title shots over him. Like obviously Miro is not on TV now, like for a couple of weeks now. Like it's such it's such bullshit. It's two, such two hours bullshit. goes by so fast, and you're absolutely right that I it's mean you have bullshit. limited airtime and you have so much talent that you need to give opportunities to. And I'm watching Luther. Yeah, it's 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 again the favoritism of the behind the scenes that Matt said with with, with you know some some folks have referred to it as all friends wrestling and uh, I'll just leave it there because it, that kind of tells the story that it's yeah it, great way to end it good. yeah yeah. Um, I think that that the uh, Young Bucks match with uh, Santana Ortiz. I also want to say great match. I thought it was a fantastic match. I think Santana Ortiz don't get enough credit in the tag division in AEW for some reason. I just don't understand why they haven't gotten the pushes that they've uh, probably deserved. But um, you know, and then and the whole storyline with with Jericho and MJF breaking off into a tag team while 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 they're a tag team is just I don't know. But uh, I, I do want to say that this match I thought was very well, you know, told within the ring. Um, it was a very good technical match. Once again, you'll you know, with the young bucks, you're going to see their flips, you're going to see their kicks, uh, and I think Santana or, Ed, and and Ortiz complement uh, the young bucks very well in the ring. In regards to that, they're not so high flying. And acrobatic that I think they're just enough in regards to having that type of wrestling style that it doesn't make it over the top. I think when the Young Bucks go against another team who think they're also like the Young Bucks, that's where Botch City happens. Like when Young Bucks go against Private Party, uh, I think they try to do too much acrobatic wrestling or or as some of our other uh, wrestling enthusiasts out there like Jim Cornette would like call it gymnastics and, and shit like that. But uh there, it's it's just uh, See, too much at some, so, at a certain time, you know. So so from besides besides the in ring stuff, Matt, which was which I thought was very good. Um, I also love the dynamic of the Good Bros and Callus and Omega, and I love how he he kind of stopped them from going out at first to help the Bucks, 
when uh, the inner circle was attacking. And I also love how he then sends the good brothers who took their sweet ass time, who took their sweet ass time. And then, you know, the inner circle kind of got out of the ring and whatever. So, and then I'm going to let you get into your favorite part of the, of the night when, uh, you know, Callus and Omega come out, which I'll tell you, I hated Omega from the day I laid my eyes on him. You know, you know, when you told me to watch and watch new Japan and I got into it, whatever I think I, you know, and I'll tell you, Callus is exactly what he needed to make him a great heel. So Matt, why don't you take it away and let, you know, and go on and tell everybody about yeah. the uh, ending of AEW. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Kenny Omega, I think, uh, Adam has, has said it plenty of times too, is that, um, you know, he's, he's taken on a better heel, uh, persona right now in regards to when he first was kind of becoming heelish. When when he first started being heel in AEW, it wasn't as natural. It didn't flow as well. But I think like you just said, Jared, you nailed it on the head that uh, Cal is coming in uh, really boosts uh, his heel persona. I think that he's finally coming into his own as a heel. And just knowing that about what happened at the end of AEW regarding Omega flipping out like really really gripped us and then i marked out so hard uh when he said that there was going to be an explosion uh barbed wire death match and and i marked out really hard because i i this brings me back to my childhood of being in the staten island mall at like i don't know like seventh grade going to the wrestling stand that they had in there. And this guy just had collections upon collections of old school barbed wire death matches from Japan that I went like monthly and bought like five VHSs like every month, I think. And just, I studied, man, I became a, a, a student of the barbed wire death match and the explosion death matches in Japan at such a young age, because um, I was so, Enthusiast, I was so enamored by it too, man. I just loved it. And then I started getting into the Cactus Jack history and watching all those matches uh, with Terry Funk in Japan, Mike Awesome in Japan, uh, and and just getting, uh, you know, watching guys like Hayabusa who in, in their exploding death matches, RIP, by the way, and just uh, Mike Awesome too. But uh, just one of those things, man. It's just, it's, I hope, I hope it brings that type of tenacity back to like my. <laughs> my selfishness of wrestling because it's going to be a fucking fun match if it's anything like the ones I used to watch when I was a kid. Yeah, How well, do you question? Question. I probably anticipate where Jared's going to go with this, just because I know <laughs> I know his thoughts and I know some some of mine too. Being being a purist uh, to some degree is like how do you. How do you? How does the hardcore? How do you bridge the gap between the hardcore fans and the purist fans? How how do you get a purist fan to appreciate what goes into making an epic barbed wire match? Uh, I think it's going to have to be a lot of t- like a lot of good in ring wrestling mixed with the brutality that a match like this can bring. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of promotions out there that just have a lot of fat fucking slobs that run into barbed wire, and and then that's really all they do. There's no wrestling; they they just smash each other in the head with uh, you know uh, you know light bulbs and fucking filament tubes, and they'll fucking put glass in the middle of the ring. But these are just like fucking slob wrestlers that the only like like the biggest technical move is like a body slam you know uh i think when you have two guys like omega and moxley who you know already could put on a great in-ring match uh if they just mix that brutality in with it i think that's what will bridge the gap because i know there's a lot of promotions out there that if people have seen you know even you know like some of the gcw stuff or uh 
you know, even CCW, like they have some death matches that they put out, but they're just like these fat monstrosity, you know, guys that come out, they could barely move in the ring. And their call to fame is like getting light bulbs scraped across their forehead and whatever. I think that's like, that could be cool if that's something you're into. I'm sure as a younger kid, when I saw that, I was like, this is fucking awesome. But you know, as, 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 as the fans mature and and you want to see better in ring wrestling, I think uh, the better in ring wrestling will be gapped. We'll bring the gap closer with the hardcore fans. So I, uh, my whole thing with this is, is, if you want to see good in ring wrestling, why have the exploding, uh, exploding, uh, whatever match, uh, you know, barbed wire bat match. Um, and also I, this one came so out of left field, the way this promo was going, I, I convinced myself it was going to be some kind of uh buried alive or casket match. And I just think like Matt said, like, <laughs> this match is usually with guys who are, are known for this, who, who need this type of match to put this match over. These guys don't need this match. These are two of the biggest guys who are most over in the, in wrestling right now. And this is the kind of match you're going to put them in. I mean, put them in a cage match, put them in a casket match. You know, we haven't seen something like, you know, a casket match in years. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not into this exploding barbed wire shit and, I just don't think these two guys need that. No, I I agree. I don't know if they actually need it. I but, I, I, I hope um, you're right, Matt. I, I hope I hope you're right. I I hope I'm wrong. But I <laughs> these type of matches to me have a very very good chance to be stupid and boring. Yeah, I mean it. It, it could definitely be like that. I mean, we've seen a uh, you know a a mimosa match between Jericho and and Cassidy before, so I can't I can't see it getting any worse than that. But um, in in regards to uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's been one of the dumbest fucking gimmick matches I've ever seen in my life. But um, yeah, I mean uh, the the explosion barbed wire death match has has history to it, so I think that's why um. Very excited for it. I've, I've, I know that this type of match, <coughs> excuse, you know, excuse me, has had has been around for uh, a long time. So to bring it back and to put it into See, um, the American eyes, I'm, 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 I'm kind of excited for the historical aspect of it too. See, I wish somehow that we could all uh, be introduced to the like some of the history and some of the greatness of this match, and maybe that's why I feel the way I do because I haven't seen this type of match before. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a wrestler out there. You could definitely go on YouTube, type in uh, Hayabusa. I'm going to get the spelling for you right now, Hayabusa wrestler, because I think if you guys type this in. Um, he is an amazing, uh, person to bring you into it. So, uh, the spelling is H A Y A B U S A Hayabusa. And, uh, he passed away in 2016. Uh, but he, he was an amazing, uh, hardcore wrestler in Japan. Uh, very high risk, high technical wrestler, uh, high flying wrestler, but, was involved in all of these types of matches. So if you want to get a little historical aspect of it right before this match, uh, please go on YouTube. I know the matches are on there because I have personally watched them uh, over and over again, Uh, but they're on there. Take a look at it. 
get an idea of what we are going to be experiencing because it's going to be uh, pretty awesome, especially if uh, they can pull it out correctly. Um, so I think with that being said, talking about some brutal matches, uh, we have two take-home shows to talk about regarding WWE's uh, Elimination Chamber. Right, we Let's have a go. fucking <laughs> we have a really really awesome night, uh, you know, ahead for us today. And with that being said, uh, let's see what happens on Raw's take home show for Smack uh, for uh, the Elimination Chamber. So, as we usually do, Jared, our WWE Mark, uh, is going to start us off. And we all uh, watched Raw. We all watched SmackDown, so we have a lot, I'm sure, to discuss here. So, why don't we take it away, buddy? Thank you, uh, Matt. And uh, it's time to talk about the greatest uh, promotion in the world. <laughs> so, uh, so the uh, world raw started with the uh, you know the WWE champion McIntyre on Miz TV. So now uh, Miz is carrying on, and McIntyre's in no mood. Uh, you know that the odds are stacked against him in the chamber, and he's going on and on about how Sheamus you know stabbed him in the back. And then Drew interrupts him, and he warns him that if he says one more word, he'll be real sorry. <laughs> so Miz, Miz says, Miz opens his mouth, and he gets headbutted from McIntyre. And McIntyre takes the money in the bank, and he launches it upward toward the stage. I mean, it was some throw, better than uh, a better throw than Sam Darnold will make. So um, Miz gets up after McIntyre leaves. And he says McIntyre's nervous. He's cracking, and it's the pressure of the money in the bank plus the chamber. And Miz is putting everyone is putting all the champions on notice. Um, so I thought overall the the entire promo was great. We know Miz is one of the best uh, best in the business, and I think they're trying to make him a, give him a little bit of a serious run now, leading up to you know what's left of this money in the bank run. I mean, so, I, I I definitely hope so because I think they're making Miz out to be a fucking joke in this promotion. I do the, too. With, with I do too. Shit, with the stupid shit he does with Morrison, between yeah. the fucking stupid promos he does with him, and I and, and 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 I'm not saying that like he's a stupid promo guy. I think he's an amazing promo guy, but he literally dumps himself down. One of the best in down. the business. He dumbs himself down when he's when when he's paired up with these stupid fucking uh, writers who write this shit for him. Um, I I do agree that you know him um, moving you know removing himself from the elimination chamber plays perfectly into his character because he's a yeah. he's like a master manipulator. That's kind of his 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 persona as well. So uh, and I think he I think his I think his promo with Edge the week before was. You know, a little telling to the way he acted this week because Edge kindly put, kind of put him in his place and said, you know, he's playing high stakes poker while the Miz is running around telling everybody what his plan is. So now I think we're kind of seeing, you know, the more the serious, you know, conning, cunning version of, of Miz. Yeah, definitely. And I'm uh, definitely looking forward to see what happens tonight because uh, there's two chamber matches and two titles are on the line. So we may see Miz jump into either or at some point. I mean, that's definitely the thought process here, right? Because he's, uh, you know, not in the match anymore. And I know that, uh, you know, they, they replaced him with somebody else who we'll talk about further in this uh, podcast, but uh, you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see, but uh, what I'm even more excited about, I think was what happened next, right? Uh, It was kind of the hurt business and, and uh, 
Matt Riddle with the Lucha House Party match, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. And I gotta say, I love <laughs> I love Matt Riddle's promos, man. In the beginning, he just looks super stoned all the time. Uh, he's so chilled out, and just like the way he delivers his, uh, you know, the just the way that he delivers his his uh, character, I think is awesome. I I totally agree with you, and this this feud with Lashley is. I guess going to culminate tonight in this triple threat, uh, you know, match for the U.S. title. But uh, Matt, I totally agree with you. I love the way he- <laughs> I love the way he delivers his, uh, you know, his lines and the way his character is. Um, I think it's funny, but I also, on the other hand, know people who who hate it and think it's stupid. But I I've been a fan of him since you opened my you, you know my eyes to him you know w- way before WWE and I'm a big fan yeah, baby. and I hope tonight's his night. Yeah, uh, so, I definitely uh, hope so too. Um, I, I I definitely hope that Riddle takes the title tonight. I, I want to see this guy uh, carrying a belt already, um, and I think that he has a bright future ahead of him uh, in WWE. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be a guy who leaves, but I know he has strong ties to the indie scene. So, but uh, I just think he's somebody who who the WWE needs to mold correctly, uh, and they need to be very careful about how they treat this guy because I think he's also kind of like a hothead in regards to that. If he doesn't get his way at a certain point uh, in his career, he may uh, get up and leave. Not that I think WWE which, which would care too much, to but yep, go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna say Matt has that track record through the UFC, but mm-hmm. but to that point, on the other hand, it goes to, to your argument of you know put the strap on the guy already. If he, I mean if he's got the MMA uh, credibility that he brings and you know just the unique style and, and and how rare do you see how often rather do you see a guy wrestle you know with bare feet and still be so nimble and just I mean it, that whole like Von Erichs thing that 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 it reminds me of like yeah you got to put the belt on him already yeah I, I definitely agree I totally, man yeah mm-hmm. he's he, he's I such totally a strong agree. guy he's too great. yeah he's he's super strong I've, I've seen him deadlift Keith Lee off all you know off the ground into a German suplex before so yeah uh, when when you when like you could do something like that it automatically puts me it, it like makes me put you in the heavyweight division talk instantly <laughs> you know what i mean absolutely it, and you guys you, you guys know, gotta like, remember no something of, he no got what. off on he got off on the wrong foot with brock he he got off on the wrong foot with brock lesnar and oh you know, yeah that kind of gave him some heat in the company and i think he also got in heat with goldberg too it, yeah yeah he did he did so you know it didn't it didn't start off too well and I'll be honest, that should that that proves Matt's point uh, tenfold because the immense talent and the way he can cut a promo just proves to you that he rebounded from that stuff where a lot of guys wouldn't have rebounded. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. So I think we're all in in favor tonight when we're watching this match together. Uh, we will hope to see, uh, you know, Matt Riddle take take a belt uh, next. Uh, we had a little quick segment with uh, our, our our man Damian Priest and, and Bad Bunny. I think Bad Bunny won the twenty four seven title uh, off of uh, what's his name again? Uh, Akira Tazawa or our Truth? Yeah, it was our Truth. I think had it this time. Yes, I couldn't remember. If it was either yeah. or. 
Um, well, I think, yeah, now I, I remember because our truth screamed at the end because our truth was like, make sure you do something with the belt. I don't know at the concert or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, the, I'm not a fan of the 24 seven title, but it's it, it has its moments. Yeah, man, it's uh, it, it's cool. I'm 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 glad to see Damian Priest. I think we talked about this last week that he's in the limelight now. He's uh, somebody who, like I said, you know, we've been following since Ring of Honor as Punishment Martinez. Out of New York, New York, another guy who uh, we hope to see one day strapped with a belt. Um, but it's, that, Matt, I yeah, I will that, say yeah. that it's it's awesome to see uh, guys like uh, you know Riddle and Lee and uh, Priest. You know these guys; these guys are the future. And yeah, man, the fact that the fact that they're getting early, uh, you know, pushes, you know early on in their runs is, is a big, is a big sign to me. And it's a big sign to me that maybe triple H might have more power than we all think. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's uh, they, they, they are going to uh, be in good hands. If the corporate, if like WWE is going to pass the torches down to these guys. So uh, kudos to them for being able to scoop some of the best uh, guys in the scene up for sure. You know, uh, I think this brings us next segment was, um, I think Charlotte and uh, Asuka versus, uh, I mean, Asuka versus uh, Lacey Evans and, yeah, Asuka, my bad, uh, uh, with Lacey Evans and uh, Royce. So, um, you know, he, again. He's new here, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asuka. I mean, I wrote I wrote her name down and then I read it like, like verbatim almost. <laughs> fucking idiot but uh i i i definitely um didn't like this segment as much as i thought i was going to because i do like the whole storyline between what's going on with charlotte and and the flair and what's going on with oscar and uh evans well they had to they had to work in real life matt with kayfabe so you know with with a storyline and so i guess they did the best they could with being caught off guard by this you know because this wasn't the plan yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely wasn't. It definitely doesn't seem like it, but uh, just something about this segment, I just didn't, I just wasn't about, man. I just, uh, you know, it, it, it was just the, like the match itself. I just didn't like. I didn't, I didn't like that it ended in in a no contest, um, especially when it doesn't elevate the storyline as much. You know, I don't mind when a match ends in, in like in a no contest, and it's. Uh, you know, because someone, you know, DQ'd someone because they would flip down and hit them in the head with a chair or just whatever it is. But um, I, 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 I don't know. I just didn't really, um, you know, because she's pregnant and all this stuff. I don't know. It was fucking nuts. <laughs> and and we, we were discussing that off air. I think we, we each have kind of a – we agree in some parts and maybe disagree in others that the, the, this whole situation of getting pregnant during, you know, while you're working a program – um, and especially you know, when when you have an opportunity to really reap so many of the rewards. Bad timing. Is young. Yeah, just bad timing. Very bad timing, Adam. And I know if you want to touch on uh, maybe what Cornette said quickly, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, before we got on, but uh, he yeah. – you know, I agree with you. Bad timing, but go ahead. 
Well, yeah, I mean, so 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 Jim Cornette's obviously gotten a lot of heat for for some of his sort of hot takes on this subject because it's been an issue in wrestling recently, not just in this case, but with Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins and Becky getting pregnant during her run as the man, you know. And it, so so Cornette brought up the point, which I thought was an, was interesting. That again, when you're when you're when you're in the prime of your career, when you're, you have an opportunity for max dollars on on your merch and on on just the, the awareness and, and and your rise to the top, it might be better to time this out after your run. And it's on the other hand, and I, I will grant the other side of this argument: human beings are human beings, and to stop them from living their lives, you know that that's not right. Uh, of course, uh, wrestlers are independent contractors too, so that adds this whole other interesting dynamic to it. Uh, but I'm of the opinion that if you think about it, it, it in, in normal people's lives, if you have any other career, you normally will progress in your career to the point you're mature enough where then you can settle down and have a family when you're capable of kind of managing it all in, in terms of that work-life balance. So I actually think that um, – He's got a good point. Maybe he just didn't phrase it the, the, the best way for people for you know for him to, and that that's why he got all that the heat for it. But I, I in, in large part, I agree with it. Yes, I, Adam, I uh, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it, it's just hard to word anything these days because someone will always jump down your throat. But um, it's unfortunate for her that she was in the middle of you know probably the biggest you know, storyline of her career, but it's also on, you know, on the, on the other hand, it's, you know, it's, it's great for her that she's going to have, you know, a child. So it's, I, I listen, it's going to, she'll be gone for a, a minimum a year and who knows what things will be like then, but um, who knows? Listen, worst case scenario, she gets released from her contracts and the biggest star in AEW where the women are shit. <laughs> and I, could, it, and I, it could I, definitely I, work out and that I, way. And I, I gotta, I gotta, be... I gotta give one, I gotta give one, sh- I gotta give one shout out and a little bit of love to Lacey. It can't be too hard on her because, as a former, uh, as, as a veteran herself, she was in the military, police, and the Marines. I mean, yep. just, yeah. So I can't hate on her for that. Yep, absolutely. To- total respect for her, and you know, life always comes first. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so, you know, with that segment being over with in regards to, uh, you know, I, I don't know where they're going to take the storyline after this, but uh, we were we'll then able. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we were then able to get into what, uh, you know, with the Kofi and, and, and Miz drama. So once uh, Miz dropped out of the Elimination Chamber match, Kofi and Xavier Woods, uh, you know, found Adam Pierce and they, and they were kind of just like, you know, you know, like Kofi is, is a better choice than, than, than Morrison. Morrison hasn't even held the title. He's, he's uh, pretty much a bum. And they, they talked about how, how Kofi has the accolades for, you know, being in the ring. He's a former champion and, and, and all this stuff. So, uh, you know, they pretty much set up a match for uh, if Kofi were to beat, the Miz in the match, uh, then Kofi gets to participate in the Elimination Chamber match. If Miz wins, then he gets to put John Morrison in there. Um, I thought that this match was horrible. I didn't really like it at all. Um, and I just not a Kofi guy, honestly. I'm just not uh, into him. I know that he's a good, good, re- like a really good wrestler. I just don't like their gimmick. I never liked the New Day gimmick to begin with. So 
Um, it's just, uh, to me, it's just been too long, Matt, too many years. It's time to pull the plug on it. Yeah. I th- yeah. I have to agree with you there, man. It's just something that I feel like it's just, it's ran its course way, way more than it had to. Uh, so I, I, you know, I don't like when he's like the former WWE champion, you know, like all this shit and the fucking, I'm like, shut the fuck up already, man. But, uh, I, Matt, I totally agree, and you got to remember this. It was unfortunate. I think me and Matt, out of 85,000 people at WrestleMania, were probably the only two people who were unhappy that he that he won the title. Yeah, I think and, like we left like after that match. I was like, all right, we're good. And you know something? Talk about a guy who it's not believable he could beat a guy like Brock or McIntyre or Roman. It's just not – that's not believable. And – like Adam said, it's been too long with this New Day crap. They're already, they're already, they already took Biggie out of that group, you know, for the most part. And now we're stuck with Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods or Austin Creed from his TNA days. And I'll tell you something: if you pull the plug on the New Day, which they sell a ton of merch, which is why they don't do it, and if you pull yeah. the plug, you're pulling, you're, 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 you're a, you're pulling the plug on Xavier Woods, and Kofi just gets lost in the shuffle who they love for some reason. But listen, yeah. those guys sell a ton of merch and they're just going to be a tag team. That's around in my opinion. I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I think we could all agree that Kofi will not be winning the uh, title tonight, but no, he won't be. Yeah. Well, with that being said, this brings us to what I know is uh, Jared's definitely favorite moments in uh, what's going on in raw right now with the Alexa bliss, I- uh, morning randy so, orton so yeah so orton the orton cuts the promo about the chamber and his unfinished business again with mcintyre and how mcintyre took the belt and of course you know he goes through that whole spiel but at the end of the promo where he says the three most dangerous letters in wrestling are rk and he never gets the o out because he gets interrupted by bliss and with that creepy music that i love and she's having flashbacks about the fiend being burned by Orton. And she says the fiend will be reborn with that sadistic laugh. And she's sitting in the middle of the floor with a circle in a circle with like a, I guess like a star in the middle of it. Hmm. And that's the way it ended. I mean, do you guys think that maybe uh, we're going to see somehow they're going to cost Orton tonight. Don't you guys agree? Yeah. I want to say that they're going to have something uh, to do with it. I mean, when we get into the, like, you know, right after we talk about SmackDown, right, quickly, right, right. you know, we'll talk about the predictions, but um, I definitely think that they're going to have something to do uh, with the match tonight for sure. Right. And here's, I want to just touch on this real quick. And I know uh, Adam and uh, I know Matt, you'll probably agree, but uh, this is when, when I talk about like the women's division, like AEW is so far from having like a storyline like this, yeah. Where where like someone like like Bliss is actually like one of the best things going in wrestling. Yeah, like like I like I know what you mean. Like the main storyline going on in AEW is is far from Dude. being a woman's storyline. Yeah, and AEW Dark the women couldn't even be a main storyline. It's just <laughs> this is what this is what I'm talking about where. If you want to have a good women's division, this is where you need to be. You need to have a women's division who could, you know, have their own pay-per-view like WWE did where, you know, it, it, it I listen, I enjoyed it. it oh, no, it was, I definitely it was agree. Wrestling, you know, so that, listen, my standards are there and 
to me, that's why the other women's divisions are unwatchable. But uh, let me tell you, Bliss, Orton, The Fiend, that's going to be some crazy WrestleMania match. And I, I, and I just, I hope it doesn't end there. I really don't because uh, I think that it's, it's pure gold. It's pure gold. And it's, if, if it's not the best thing in wrestling, it's one of, because you have her involved. You, and the fiends, you know, hasn't even been there, and he's involved. And Orton, it's just so great, and I don't think anybody could deny that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely set up for a pretty legendary storyline. I'm I'm loving it, and uh, you know, like you said, there's there's really no other promotion out there that could uh, do what they're doing with their women's division like WWE is. So it'll be interesting, without a doubt, to see what happens tonight. Um. After the segment, it brought us into the gauntlet match. I know, I know, Adam was uh, pretty high on this match. Um, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was pretty entertaining to say the least. Um, it ended up uh, being a, you know, a pretty long match because you know you had a gauntlet style match where six guys were coming in to wrestle. Um, you know, resulted in in uh, Sheamus defeating McIntyre, uh, and I, and I think that that brings a good culmination uh, aspect to what is going to happen tonight. Um, I don't think that the match itself, uh, like Adam, th- you know, thought it was good. I thought it was good too, but I, I, I wouldn't give it, um, you know, five five questioning marks if we're if we're going based off of our questioning mark scale. But uh, it, it it was uh, something I think um, that that brought an interesting aspect to uh, you know the elimination chamber match, and uh, you know it'll be interesting tonight to see what happens. I also wanted to add in how Bliss, uh, her face popped up on the uh, every monitor of the Thunderdome dirt while you know, you know while Orton was fighting, and he got counted out because of that, you know, and the, and her creepy mute, creepy clown music also hit. And listen, I love the dynamic that every time he wrestles, there's a chance that that's going to happen and whatnot. And also, before we we get to SmackDown real quick, um, right before that six man. Uh, gauntlet match there was a uh segment in the back with Strowman and pierce where braun is pissed off that he's not in the chamber and says that pierce is in charge and it's his fault and shane said so and he better tell uh you know shane that he better make this right and pierce said it's only former wwe champions and braun goes i'm a former universal champion and whatnot so uh my gut is this quickly i think at wrestlemania we're gonna see shane versus braun Oh, that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I knew you would. I knew you. You know, you you might like that. Yeah, I mean, at least it brings uh, Braun more more into the spotlight. Like you know, someone who I thought had a very short championship run. Uh, you know, I'm, during listen, during the onset of this pandemic. So I agree with you, and I'm just happy that they strapped him once because I didn't think <laughs> that was ever going to happen. <laughs> oh boy, good old WWE. So, uh, so transitioning into. Uh, into SmackDown, um, Edge kicks it off, and he's got a lot of choices to make, and it's the biggest decision of his career, and Roman interrupts. And you know what? I think tonight, fellas, when we uh, when we watch, I think we need to time how long it takes him to get down to the ring because let me tell you something. <laughs> it ta- he takes his sweet-ass time. It was, But listen, that's all part of the shtick and whatever, and, and I like it. I do. Um Wait, Jared, were you in my head this past Friday? Because I literally texted Matt that as I was watching. I was like, wow, this is taking forever. Listen, don't play poker against me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. 
Roman says he's the only choice, and he's about to be the six-time WrestleMania WrestleMania main eventer. And Edge Edge basically says that he is the main event, no matter who he wrestles, with all the possible outcomes, uh, which is probably true. And that he respects Roman and his family, and he, you know, and he uh, exposes all. He says. He's going to expose all of Roman's weaknesses and that does Roman really want him to, uh, you know, pick him. Then Sami Zayn interrupts and Jey Uso kicks him, you know, right in his face as soon as he starts talking. And Roman whispers something in Edge's ear and leaves the ring. So to me, it looks like I'm going to get into this in a little in a little bit when we talk about it. But it looks to me like, you know, we're we know where Edge is going now. Yeah. I uh, I uh, have to uh, agree with you there. It looks like it looks more and more like it's going to be uh, Roman. So, so uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Roman. So, just quickly before we get to the uh, the chamber stuff, since uh, you know S- SmackDown wasn't too uh, yeah. I got to say also too though, whenever Zane gets part of any type of segment, I I love it. I think he's an amazing. I know you guy. do. I know you do. I know you love him from his. He's LG. actually surprisingly really solid on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's solid on the mic. I think he's another he guy is. who would instantly like if if AEW were to pick him up, you would see the polishness in like two seconds, and uh, you know, totally agree. Very, very good. But you love him from his El Generico day. So, oh yeah. Before before I get to the final uh, main event, the three on three match, which basically you know is the all the chamber participants, um, Edge. I'm not going to touch on every Edge segment there was. You know, Edge basically had a segment with every single uh, participant in the match. Yeah. So, you know, which showed you that, you know, he is, you know, take looking at all angles, looking at all possible outcomes. But to me, Edge cuts one of the best promos of all time. The guy still has it on, on the mic. He can still wrestle in the ring. And... Each each promo he had backstage, I thought was very very good, and it just proves to you why he is one of the best of all time, and to me, one of the most underrated of all time. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely think uh, I wasn't a huge Edge guy. I guess when I was watching during the Attitude Era, I mean, I I I loved watching him, I guess, but I wasn't like fully on board with like always being like an Edge guy. Like like I like when he won belts and stuff, I wasn't like oh yay, but. Uh, you know he's he's definitely a for you know for sure Hall of Famer. He's he's an amazing wrestler, and uh, I like the layer and dynamic he brings to uh, what's going on right now. Especially uh, makes it believable opponent uh, like makes it into a believable opponent for Roman Reigns. So and there's more seriousness in his in his uh, approach now than you know from prior oh, like, yeah. programs he'd worked with. I mean he's not banging was, out Lita know, in the middle of a ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, but also different times and and exactly you it's know the evolution of the business and the evolution of our culture right. and he's tapping into that. Uh, so now he would make her breakfast in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, um, I just want to touch on how I don't know if you guys saw the Bailey uh, Ding Dong show. Um, I did see it. Yes, I did. She, she she's another one who's great, uh, great on the mic and a great character, and also a Hall of Famer, very well accomplished. And ever since they turned her heel, she's been nothing but great. Yeah, I mean, I, I it was um, yeah, I mean, I, like I think uh, I think it's a great you know turn for her. Also, the 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 one when when people could turn heel in general and and pull it off, I think it just boosts your 
your uh, credibility as a wrestler in general. So uh, the main event, three, three, three on three, uh, the chamber participants, Corbin, Zane, and Usovers, Daniel Bryan, KO, and Cesaro. So before the match in the back. Horrible match, uh, by the way. Yeah. So before the ma- match in the back, the only reason I'm bringing it up really is, uh, you know, this is part of it. So uh, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro are talking some strategy, and then KO comes up to him and says, do you guys want to talk? Yeah, and Daniel Bryan says, we were talking about uh, how we avoid getting stunned by you since you turn on all your partners. <laughs> so they mentioned a few of his partners, uh, you know, Zayn several times. Uh, Jericho. I forget who else. And they And they go – Daniel Bryan goes, I'm forgetting a big name. Let's make a list. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's All right. right. <laughs> so I, I love that, that they mentioned his name. But they, uh, you know, so the end of the match, um, they all take, you know, one takes another out. Uh, you know, uh, Corbin attacks Daniel Bryan. Uh, then Zane takes out KO. Cesaro takes out Zane. Uso takes out uh, Cesaro. Then Edge spears Jay Uso. Edge was doing commentary at the desk, and then Roman spears Edge to to end the show. And now we're gonna get into tonight. Yeah, so baby. We have, we have a, a little preview. Yeah, and uh, we have the two chamber matches. We have the United States Triple Threat match. We have the Raw of uh, the the women's tag match, and we have Oscar versus the Unknown. All right, so uh, I'm going to go Asuka. I'm going to go Asuka so, side of things. Yeah, I'm going to go Asuka. She is uh, one of the best champions of all time. Yeah. and I think WWE she, just likes to push her through anyway, too. I love her. I think she's great when she screams into the, you know, into the mic and whatever she's screaming. Um, yeah, no way Asuka loses tonight. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, the, the women's tag match, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus, uh, the EST of WWE and Sasha Banks. Um, I'm going, uh, Baszler and Jax retain based on, uh, Sasha and EST not getting along, uh, and, probably going to declare that they're facing each other at Mania. Although I do have a prediction for the match. Go ahead. And that is that Nia Jax will scream, my hole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to agree and say that uh, Jackson Blazer uh, um, retain as well. You know, I'm not really fully into the storyline, but uh, I can't see them dropping the belts uh, tonight either. Yeah, they're not dropping it tonight. Um, then we have the triple threat uh, U.S. title match, and I, I, if you listen to the entire episode, bro, you know bro, that Matt, bro, bro, yeah, you know bro. that Matt and I are uh, going for Riddle, big Riddle guys, and we've been watching him since you know way before his WWE days. Um, hope Riddle takes this one home, um, but if he doesn't, I am rooting for Keith Lee. Because I'm just not a Lashley guy, and I'm not a Hurt Business guy. Yeah, me neither. So, indie scene all day. Let's go Matt Riddle, baby. Yep. And I also think it's time for a little bit for the future, because we've seen Lashley, and we know what he can and cannot do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Piss off. So, now we're going to get on to the two. To I guess there's, technically, there's three matches left. So, the two chamber matches, and whoever wins the SmackDown chamber match you know, faces Roman for the title right then and there. Yeah. So 
we'll talk about the uh, the Raw Chamber match. I'm uh, I'm going McIntyre. No way he loses to anybody in that match. I yeah. can't see him losing. Yeah, I definitely can't see him losing either. I think it would be a stupid move, uh, especially think- on the move to uh, WrestleMania. He's got to he's got to make it there. I think the fiend potentially comes back tonight, you know, and Fox Orton. I think Alexa Bliss is somehow involved in this match, and I also think just jumping back to Oscar real quick. I think Alexa Bliss is going to face Oscar at WrestleMania, and I somehow think the fiend is going to is shortly after Mania. Him and Alexa Bliss are going to have uh you know a title each. So that'd be awesome. Um, we'll we'll see about that. But I'm going McIntyre in this Raw match. Great, great champion, and. Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think uh, it would be a big mistake to take the title off him. Yeah, I I, I agree with you guys there. I'm going to go Drew McIntyre as well. And obviously, here comes the final, uh, the SmackDown Elimination Chamber. I'm going to go with... I got two guys who I'm swaying back and forth with, and that's Jey Uso and Cesaro. Oh, I mean, I, I can't see Owens winning just because he already lost uh, at the Rumble. Yeah, six hundred uh, times yeah, already. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and and I mean, yeah, I can't I can't see Brian, even Zayn or Corbin. But I gotta say, if it is Cesaro, I'd be happy because we've I think we've touched on him before a number of times. I feel like he's been underutilized throughout his WWE career. I also want to touch that he's a free agent sometime in the next year. And this is like WWE's way of like, you know, buttering them up like, oh, look what we did for you. You know, like uh, we gave you this big run and they might even make him champion after WrestleMania for like a very, very short period, you know, just to sway him maybe. But um, I think I'm going to go Jey Uso. It makes the storyline better, in my mm. opinion. All right. Um, I could see And then that. your prediction for the match itself against Reigns. Yeah. I mean, we can't see him losing, right? How about this one? I'll give you guys a full-on, spot-on prediction. I think Uso wins the match, the chamber, and I think he lays down for Roman. Yeah, I I, I was just going to uh, say, like, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I was, like, thinking in my mind that, that like, he would just submit to the uh, last match. Um, I I uh, I want to see Sami Zayn win or Daniel Bryan. I think uh, I'm just huge fans of theirs, so... Uh, that would be like who I want to win, um, who I think is going to win. I have to agree. It's probably going to either be Kevin Owens or, or Jey Uso, but I'll, I'll go on the Jey Uso side as well, but just, just because it makes uh, total sense for that type of storyline to uh, unfold. Adam? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see uh, Reigns losing. I just can't. No. Yeah, me neither. That's that's my one. Again, we're so close to Mania. I mean, how could you? No, definitely not. Yeah. He definitely won't lose afterwards. The only sure. listen, I'm not ag- listen. I'm not against like champions losing on the road to Mania, but not when you have champions like this. And I don't know. That, I, I've been shocked before. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's been it's. it's uh... Sometimes I love when those things happen because it keeps uh, it's, it makes you mark out. You know. It keeps it. It keeps it fresh too. Sometimes, but let me tell you, they they definitely have McIntyre right and Roman right right now, and I don't think they're gonna you know shy away from that. But if there was gonna be an event, you know, other than the big the big four where titles change hands, this could be it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then we have to see what Miz is going to do after uh, one of these matches. So you never know. There's a lot of stuff going on. 
a lot of stuff to be excited about tonight, and I think it's going to be a uh, hopefully it's going to be a good pay per view, and I'm excited for it as usual. Yeah, we're definitely going to have a lot to discuss on the other side of this in our next episode. Yep, absolutely. And then during the week, we also have uh, Jared will be giving us his pick of the week. I believe it's the Yokozuna documentary that was just recently broadcasted on WW Network that is going to be recorded during the week. We will let you know on our Twitter account. Uh, by the way, hit us up on Twitter at the question in 11, Q- the Q U E S T I O N. I N 11. You could also email us at the questioning marks at gmail.com. Let us know your predictions for the chamber matches tonight. Let us know what you think uh, is going on wrestling that we should be talking about and drop us a comment, drop us a shout out, whatever you want to do. So, you know, with that being said, Adam and Jared, another great episode and looking forward to watching this elimination chamber with you guys later tonight. And I hope everybody enjoys the uh, Elimination Chamber tonight. I know I'm excited and hope everyone has a great week. And I will we'll be talking to you guys uh, later in the week. Peace out. Peace out, guys.